Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Luis Scott, welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. So happy to have you on today, sir. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, yes. You've got a very interesting story. So we wanted to have you on to kind of share uh, your story. I love the overcoming story, the hero's journey story. Certainly you've you've had your own hero's journey and probably maybe going through a cycle of that now. We'll find out today. But give us a little bit about your background and what kind of what brings you on the podcast today. So my background is is in the legal industry. I started um, working in the legal industry when I was 19 years old. I had uh, I really didn't believe I could be a lawyer. I'm now a lawyer, not a practicing lawyer. I just run a law firm and, and a consulting business that helps lawyers. But I never thought I could be a lawyer. I didn't think I was smart enough. And mm-hmm. I had one judge who believed in me and who was like, you can do this. Let me let you do an internship. And um, I did this internship. It's I always say it's kind of like a, a funny story because I did the internship to wonder, you know, to find out if I could be a lawyer. But I met this lawyer and the the lawyer showed me what it was like to own a law firm. And I realized that I didn't want to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a law firm owner. And so that oh. kind of set me off into being an entrepreneur. And, and I ended up going to law school and became a lawyer with the sole purpose of being an entrepreneur. Like I, I went in, I didn't want to <laughs> do criminal it. law. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't have, I didn't have like this dream that I was going to be, you know, the guy on TV and courtroom right. TV and like really killing it or or even getting like a hundred million dollar settlement in PI. I was just, yeah, I was like, how do I build the best business? Like, that's what I want. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you're uh, an entrepreneur through and through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've started a dozen businesses. Most of them fail, of course. And uh, (laughs) a couple of them stuck and, you know, thankfully a couple of them have stuck or, or or be on the podcast. I'd still be trying to figure it out, but yeah. Right. Um, So yeah, that's my backstory. Yeah. I love it. And so you originally, you're from Puerto Rico. I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I wasn't born in Puerto Rico. I was born in Gary, Indiana, of all places. But uh, but my parents <laughs> okay. moved back to Puerto Rico, and we kind of grew up there. And then when I was 13, we permanently uh, moved to the United States when my dad joined the military uh-huh. as a, a military chaplain. And we moved, and I went to high school, ended up getting a college scholarship for baseball. I played D1 baseball, second oh. base. And um, nice. and then that's kind of what what's set the road into eventually going to law school. Nice, nice, nice. And so you went to law school, and then I think right out of law school, you uh, had a couple partners and you founded a firm, correct? I was working in the firm. I always tell people that I, I was like the, um, the true American dream. I started at this law firm when I was a receptionist. While I was a receptionist, I, I became an interpreter, an interpreter, legal assistant, legal assistant to paralegal, paralegal to marketing. Then wow. I went to law school, became an attorney. Wow. And then after I became an attorney, I became a partner, and then eventually I became a managing partner of the same firm 15 years later. So I went from receptionist to managing partner <laughs> of the same firm. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of my entry into, into the world of law. It didn't end up working out obviously, cause I'm in a new partnership, but yep. it didn't work out primarily because you have to have like a tremendous amount of alignment when you're in partnership with one person, just, you can imagine how much more complex it is with two people. So like now, mm-hmm. now I have two partners as three of us, we did not have the same vision. They were a lot older than me. In fact, one of them has now passed away, oh. but they were kind of winding down their practice. They had a different work schedule. I wanted to grind 12 hours a day, five days a week. I wanted to build a business, build, build, build. And they, they had kids that were my age. So it was just different. So we had a misalignment there. And then I went out on my own, started gotcha. my own firm. And then from there, I joined with my business partner. And now we have several businesses from there. Hmm. Very cool. And so pre-show, we talked about uh, your passion for helping people, leadership, entrepreneurship, empowering people. 
Um, but ultimately, what have you, I guess, what are some of the life lessons you've learned along the way that kind of help you lead others? I mean, one of the things that, I, that I've learned is that people are, uh, they crave community. They crave a, mm. a, a sense of a relationship. And I think if you want to be a great entrepreneur with lots of people, we have almost 200 employees between all, mm. our two companies. If you want to be a great employer, you have to be focused on people. You have to be focused on the way you treat them. And just recently, I was uh, hosting a conference where I talked about the difference between the old paradigm and the new paradigm of, of business ownership. And the old paradigm, you could be like the totalitarian, you could be the dictator, you could do whatever you wanted. You didn't have to like really account for anybody because in that paradigm, people didn't have choices. But today, people have choices. 53% of young people have a side hustle, including their job. So you better treat them right or they're going to go <laughs> do something else. I joke about how uh, I have this one employee in, in my firm. He, he works for the firm. He works for the consulting business. He's a DJ and he rents jet skis. <laughs> like this guy has options, you know, like he doesn't need me. Right. You right, know, so right. like I better be good to him. So like that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is be good to your people and mm -hmm. your people in turn will be good to you. I think the second thing is you have to get, have a tremendous amount of grit. And uh, there's a book by Angela Duckworth where she talks about grit and, and kind of what I've extrapolated from it. I don't think it was the, her exact wording, but it was that grit is being able to do the monotonous for an extended period of time without losing enthusiasm. And I think that that's really what grit's all about. It's like, how do you keep doing those mundane tasks every day, every day, every day, but not lose the enthusiasm in the midst of all the other things happening in your life? And so if you want to be a great entrepreneur, you better be gritty. <laughs> yes, yes. It is not for the, the, the weak at heart. Yeah, I've, I've said on this podcast before, it's like, if you want to go on a, a journey of spiritual transformation, start a business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because yeah. it will test you in every possible way, every conceivable, your people skills, your relationship skills, your communication skills, your financial management skills. Right. Everything. Uh, and then a pandemic will hit and it'll take all of that stuff, throw it out the window and then you get to restart. Right. With, Absolutely. <laughs> with OK, what do we do with this new this new dynamic? Um, and so tell us a little bit about kind of what you do today. You, you do some consulting. Uh, I know you do speaking leadership. Uh, do you do leadership workshops? Yeah. So on the law firm side, the firm has about 30 lawyers and mm -hmm. about 150, 160 employees. And that business kind of uh, we have about 5000 clients a year in legal matters. On the consulting side, we help law firms transform their business to generate 10 million in predictable revenue. That's why we call it a figure firm consulting. We're trying to help people get to 10 million in predictable revenue using a process that I developed over the last 20 years. And I could say it's proprietary, but you know, it's it, like anything, it's like you take a little bit from here and there and then yeah, you piece sure. it together and that helps you really scale a business. And so we've been fortunate enough in the last two and a half years to have helped 15 firms reach eight figures in predictable revenue. And so we help people do that. Now, in the process of being a, a, what I call a content creator, I, and by that, I don't mean a social media content creator, like a, a true content creator. I've written a couple books. Um, mm -hmm. I've developed several courses. So we have like a course called the Nine Principles of Exponential Growth. We have mm -hmm. the Management One course, which helps you be a better second in command. We have the Leadership Academy, which is a 36-week course on improving and enhancing your leadership. Mm -hmm. And so uh, these are the things that we've done. We have a team training exercise. It's 26 team trainings to help your employees be better employees for the business. So we have like this holistic approach to developing and, and, and building a, a law firm. And that's where I'm spending the majority of my time is creating content that helps businesses. I say law firms because that's what we focus on primarily, right. but we've now right. gone into like CPA firms and tax firms and so forth, but helping businesses transform their organization so that they can make more and do less. And that's mm -hmm. kind of like part of our model. <laughs> 
And and why is all this important to you? I guess why are you so obviously you're passionate about it. You can tell just through your voice and through your mannerisms. But why are you so passionate about this? A while ago, I developed a personal vision statement of leading a life of significance, and I asked myself if I was going to lead a life of significance, how would I do it? And and you know, I think about the ripple effect. Like you throw a rock into water, and there's a ripple effect. And mm -hmm. and that was what? How could I create the greatest ripple effect? And I thought it was helping other law firm owners achieve what I had achieved in my law firm, which was a business that ran for years and decades without them. And so for me, it's really important because. I do believe in their having access to the law. Like I think that there's a limitation on many people having good access to good representation. So I believe in that. And then the question is, how can we get the best law firms out there so that they can actually provide that service that people need in the legal community? And so to me, it's all about creating that impact. Uh, we've gotten to about 120 firms now that we've worked with. If I can help 100 law firms create a community impact that is significant, that'll be my ripple effect. That's why I believe in this so much. But also, there's nothing better than seeing somebody make seven figures in personal income. Like, I didn't realize this. I, I used to say my vision was to be the leading authority in law firm building. My mission was to help 100 law firms develop eight figures in predictable revenue. I did not realize that my joy was watching someone make a million dollars in income and seeing how their life and the life of the people that they love most, their children and their family, would be transformed. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And typically what I found is people's passions are fueled usually by kind of how they were raised, uh, you know, kind of what the environment they grew up in. So are you so passionate about it because you were raised maybe the opposite of that or in, in an opposite environment? I'm not really sure if I was raised in an opposite environment. My dad was a pastor. My brother's a right. pastor. I grew up in the, around the church, you know, just, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. in that environment. I, I think that my dad used to have a, a saying when I was little and he's like, it's not about how big the church was, but, but rather how many friends you leave behind. And, mm -hmm. uh, he was so mm -hmm. focused on building relationships. It really resonated with me, um, mm -hmm. that building relationships was the way to have the best in life. And there's a phrase, I need to trademark this phrase. It's the depth of your human experience will be measured by the commitment you make to the relationships in your life. That's something I tell all of my employees. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to have a deep, meaningful life, you need to commit to the relationships in it. And what I have found is the deeper I commit to people, even though people suck sometimes, like that's just the reality, <laughs> but the deeper I commit to, to people, the more I commit to people, the longer I commit to people, the more depth that I have in my own life and the more I feel fulfilled in waking up every single morning because it's more than just making money. It's more than just doing work. It's more than just living another day. It's about meaningful connection for this very short period of time that we have on this earth. And I, and I think mm -hmm. that 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 is where I, it just resonated with me. And, um, and I'm driven by this idea that I want people to feel like my life mattered. And, mm -hmm. um, that's why I resonate with the Alexander Hamilton, right? Yeah. I, I mm -hmm. watched it. I, I know the show I is seen, not, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen it, but feel free to spoil it. Cause I probably never will see oh it. Oh my so, gosh. You gotta, you I gotta mean, at some it. point, when, yeah, but I have not seen it yet. Well, he, you know, the, one of the songs on there is like the world will know my name, you know, right. and yeah, yeah. he was so committed to like, just really making an impact in this world. And, our entire country is, is founded mm -hmm. on this, basically this man's belief system. Like, I don't think people realize that, you know, between him and, and James Madison, like when they wrote the, the Federalist Papers de defending the Constitution, I know that this is not what the show's about, but like no, that, was, yeah, yeah. that was like the foundation of like our country. Like, what, how impactful was that? You know, and it's like right. we could say anything, you know, I'm sure they had all kinds of negative problems in their life, but like creating something that has such a ripple effect, that's kind of my life's mission. And that's, you know, that's what I spend my day thinking about. I love it. I love your passion behind that. 
And then let's just to bring it in the practical terms, give mm -hmm. me two or three things that you're seeing since you do consult and let's just call it businesses in general, but give me two or three things that you see that um, they're not doing right to really have that ripple effect. And then yeah. maybe two or three things that you help them with or that you see, yeah, this is getting the effect that we want or having the impact that we want. Yeah, I mean, two or three things that they're not doing right. I mean, it really comes down to, number one, they're not believing that they can build the business of their dreams. I think that's a mm -hmm. big, big problem with most people. Mm -hmm. I think we all have some level of insecurity or imposter mm -hmm. syndrome, as, as they call it. Yeah. And I think starting off with that belief system and saying, you know what, I can do this because I've seen other people do it. And I love that meme that says, for every doubt you have about your ability to do something, someone else with less talent has already done it. Like, <laughs> I love that. Like, you know. Stop doubting right. yourself. Somebody with right. less talent has already achieved what you think you can achieve. So right. I think belief is a, is a big part. And the way we help them is we help them see the possibilities by structuring their intention. And I always talk about your business will grow to the level of your intention. So if you want your business to be 10 million or 5 million or 2 million or whatever it is, you need to intend for it to become that. You need to plan for it. Mm -hmm. And that's planning is the process of removing the fog, right? If you're driving down the highway and it's foggy, you better slow down because there may be a car stopped ahead. But if it's a clear day, you can go 90, you can go 100, you can just like rip it, right? Mm -hmm. And so right. planning is removing the fog. Planning mm -hmm. allows you to go that full 90 to 100 miles an hour. I think the second thing is the fear of marketing. A lot of people don't realize that investing in marketing is the greatest investment you could possibly make. I, you know, one of the things that I mm -hmm. always find very strange is you have a person who's making a million dollars a year. Let's bring it down to a lower level, $250,000 a year. They're taking 10%, 20% of that putting into the stock market. That return will will never be as great as the return that you can have in your own business, right. period. You can do the math. Right. If you figure out your cost of acquisition of whatever product that you're selling, whether it's a product or service, you will find that the cost of acquisition to acquire more clients is always going to yield a greater return than investing in the stock market. Now, I'm not giving advice here on investing in the stock market. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that a lot of people are limiting themselves to uh, a smaller business than they can actually build because they're fearful of investing in their marketing because in their minds, they have to save money. Mm. And when you're younger or when you have just started your business, you need to be more focused on investing into the greatest investment portfolio that you could actually have. And that's your business. And right. so I tell people the way that we teach them to get out of that mindset is your business is Apple. Your business is uh, Delta. Your business is Amazon. Are you going to take your money and put it in the stock market for Amazon, Apple, Delta, or are you going to put it in your business? And mm -hmm. so buy shares of your own business mm -hmm. and then take that money and reinvest it so that the business grows. And that dividend that you're going to receive, what we call the profit, is going to be greater down the line if you make that investment. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that is usually true. Um, too often, you know, in my own life and I see in a lot of other people's lives, they and I've heard really smart people say, don't monkey with other people's monkeys, basically, or <laughs> get really good at what you do and then just do more of it or expand or scale it. When you start investing in other people's mousetraps, a lot of times you lose money because you don't know that business, you don't know that industry and you don't have any control. And so Absolutely. I'm not saying you shouldn't. And I'm not saying, and again, I'm not giving advice. I'm not saying you you shouldn't invest in others' businesses, but usually your highest rate of return is in your own business or in what you know to do. Um, that's 100%. always going to be your highest rate of return. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the thing is that these other businesses are taking your money so that to grow their own business. Right. Like, right. I, I, it's funny because we don't even think about it like that. We're like, no, we need to invest so that we can make 10% return. Well, right. if you invested in your own business, you'd make 80, 90, hundred percent return. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and then do you have a third there? We got building business yeah, of I mean, your I, dreams, basically reinvesting in your own business. The third part is 
not understanding people. And mm -hmm. I heard this a, a while ago and, and it was like, if you want to be great at business, you need to understand how people behave. Like mm -hmm. that is so, so critical. And so I began to study people by through reading and, and, and watching videos and, and even the experiences that I had. And I started realizing that people want purpose and belonging. And if you want to have a great business, you, you better create that purpose for them, or at least identify that purpose for them. And you better create a place where they belong, because if not, they're going to continuously leave you and you're going to have a revolving door mm -hmm. business. And I see so many businesses that struggle and th they'll say things like, I could never manage 100 employees. I could never manage 150. I could never manage it because they haven't become very mm -hmm. good at working with people. Right. And so one of the things that I've, I've said that I've developed over the years is a skill set to work with people, like mm -hmm. understanding how to motivate people in a way that makes them want to give to me and the organization as much as I want to give to them. Mm -hmm. And when you create that type of relationship, the sky's the limit. Mm, I love it. And so kind of you've given some of the antidote <laughs> to a lot of the negative. Are there other things that you're seeing that people are businesses or people that are leaders doing right that you're like, yeah, that's exactly 110% right? In terms of doing 110% right, it's like planning properly, marketing your business like nobody knows who you are because the, the reality is probably nobody knows who you are. Um, and then I think the third thing is investing in people and those three primary investments, I think is that's all of business. Now mm -hmm. we could talk about the product, the product matters. Right. If you have right. a crappy product, it's going to tank just like a crappy restaurant. But at the end of the day, if you believe in your product, it's really just about planning, marketing people. Mm -hmm. That's it. Planning, marketing, people, PMP, PMP. I'm writing that down. You need to if you haven't already got that in a book, you need to write that. You need to have that book. You just right? gave me the idea. It there just... we go. I love it. That's what I love to do. I love to inspire people to have new ideas. From a wisdom standpoint, I like to kind of, at the end of the shows, kind of talk about, like, if you just had one piece of wisdom that you can impart to every human being, not just business people, but every human being. So if you get, you know, 60 seconds message to give to, what is it, 8 billion people now. Yeah. Just to inspire them or to just help them in their lives. What would that one message be? The message to inspire people in their lives. I mean, the message would be life is meaningful and life will feel more meaningful when you are actually adding value to other people. That's what I want people to wake up and say, if I'm struggling, you know, today, this morning, I'm, I'm listening to this, or maybe I'm listening to this at night and mm -hmm. I'm struggling. I'm saying, man, what is the point of life? Mm -hmm. um, just know that the point of life is to add value to other people's lives. And if you do that, you're going to find life to be much more meaningful, which is the reason I wake up every morning excited is because I know I'm, I'm delivering meaning. If I were to tell people what is one skill that they need to know, like, mm -hmm. like, you mm -hmm. know, what, yeah. what is one thing yeah. that you could take away? You need to learn how to sell. I think it, whether you're an employee <laughs> or you're an entrepreneur, I love uh, it. become a salesperson. Right. And I really believe if you learn how to sell, you'll never be poor in your life. And so Every company is looking for a great salesperson and every company huh. needs a great salesperson. So become really good at sales. So add value to people. That'll help you find meaning, learn how to sell. That'll help you to find money. Yes, so. totally. You know, I think a big part of selling is also just being passionate about what you do. I mean, you don't yeah. have to be great at sales if you're really passionate about it because that bleeds through. I mean, it is influence, right? When you're absolutely really passionate, you typically have influence because people see how passionate, like, you know, you have passion for what you do. So therefore you have influence in the space that you're in. Because yep. people see your passion. They know, oh, wow, he's really about it. He's, you know, 110% on board to help me. Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what your clients feel. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Bright Vibe podcast today. I love to have people on the show that are inspiring and full of life. And then we put that mm -hmm. out there in the 
digital world and hopefully that offsets any negative out there in the digital Absolutely. world, right? We do we do bright things at Bright Vibe. Thank you so much today for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, B-I-B-E.com. Thank you for listening.